Welcome to the Marketing for Business podcast. This is your host, Scott Wilson. Fraser McKenzie, welcome to the Marketing for Business podcast. Thanks, Fraser. Hey, I'm excited to uh, have a, this conversation with you today. Look, you're a young guy. How old are you? 24. You know, 24. I was struck when I met you. Uh, there was something about you, right? You, we, we talked a couple of things around what you're doing with your current um, vodka. Here's to vodka. Um, but I really enjoyed the story before that. So maybe uh, before we get right into the to the vodka story, let's go back a little bit and and tell us how you got into business. Uh, and also, I want to hear about um, you know why do you love business? Mm. So with me, it was basically it started back when I was year twelve. It was sitting there just deciding whether or not I'd carry on in year thirteen and head off to university like a lot of other people, or the fact that you know leave school and get ahead of life with a year under your belt ahead of your friends with a trade. So I looked at that and got into the trade and didn't really know much else about business. It was more the fact of right, I know I want to get a trade yep. and I want to just keep on working. So away we went, working away in Ashburton, and then I reached out because I knew I loved people. I love people, love dealing with people, and then I looked at hunting as a passion of mine and a hobby. So I thought, well, two and two equals, you know, something, yep. surely. So then I was playing around, and here I found the hunting industry. Oh, wow. So that way I looked at it and go, well, surely there's an avenue here I can get involved with because it doesn't take a lot of skill, it just takes people skills. Yep. So then reached out to a company that I work in quite heavily with at the moment called Fraser Safaris, owned by Lindsay Fraser, and then worked in with him for a year solidly and just took quite a lot of leadership. So that was straight out of school? Pretty well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then so I put my apprenticeship on hold, essentially. Yep. Did six months of the hunting industry, got to meet some amazing, amazing people. And yep. that's what I love about it, is you meet some cool people, business yep. people throughout the whole entire world yeah. and different avenues that they've all become successful in. Yep. From there, I was like, "Well, this doesn't. This is not a twelve-month thing. It's only four months." Yep. So moved to Christchurch after that and carried on with my electrical apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. Got qualified yep. and then turned around and then it was February again, hunting season. Oh wow! So started hunting for three weeks and then COVID hit. Oh no! <laughs> so cut us off at the gate. Yep. All our clients, all our guides, and everything all went onto a plane. Yep. And we were sitting there with our hands behind our back, thinking, yeah. "Bugger!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. No <laughs> so, good. I uh, had COVID to think, everyone did. You know, yeah. you sit there and scheme and write down things and what do you want to advance out of COVID? Yep. For me, it was go back to the basics, go back to being an electrician. Yep. Just get the trade back behind my belt and start a wee contract company because mm. that way I can be freedom of life and yep. freedom to also have an avenue of this. So you're back in Ashburton then? No, in Christchurch. You're still in Christchurch, yep. Yeah. Cool. And were you working for someone in Christchurch, like when yes. you were doing your apprenticeship? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I worked with two different companies over my whole entire apprenticeship, um, one up here and one down in Ashburton. And then COVID happened again for the second time, yeah, that yeah. second lockdown, and that sort of threw me down to Ashburton because there was some really good money down there in the way of the contract rates, yep. but also a really good relationship that I'd built down there with Laser Electrical. Cool. So I worked in closely with them and thought, well... You know, I just keep contracting, keep contracting, and it led to another avenue of employment. Yep. So I now employ my younger brother. Oh, wow. And contract him back to Laser as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that way it just okay. kept evolving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously you were looking, like while, you, while you're working, you're always looking for opportunities. You're always seeing it look, yeah. play a bit of a bigger picture. Yes, exactly. Um, and, and how old were you at that stage? You were 22? 
Yeah, 22, 23. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you've got a mindset of growth already. Oh, exactly. Um, when you're looking at that. So what's that company doing now? What What are you... Uh, like? So it's it's still evolving. It's yep. still tracking really well. We're yep. doing six figures a year still. Cool. So it's quite a wee successful. And basically, it's allowed me to have the lifestyle to grow and develop the vodka business. Yeah. If I didn't have that, you'd be, again, hands behind your back. You'd be yeah. working all your weekends and yep. all your after hours, which is okay and it yep. is effective. But more the fact that you work hard during the day. You yeah. haven't got a whole lot of energy at the end of the day. So yeah, sometimes yeah. you're not going to put and apply as much as possible. Yep. So the whole vodka thing came out of all of that with a bit of a garage project. Yeah. It was wanting to keep my hands busy and I had bought a weed distillery. Because yep. after tossing and turning for a long time, I finally bought one and finally just went all in on it. I went to a little micro <laughs> brewery shop up in the back blocks of uh, Bishopdale and, oh, yeah, I know where said, and yeah. said to them, hey, look, how do you make vodka? Oh, we don't know. No, no, oh, we don't really know. It's just, you know, you ferment this and you do this and yeah. you turn her up and away you go. And, <laughs> and I thought, oh, gosh, you know, it can't be that hard. Yeah. Lots of people do it in the world. So lots of reading, lots of research, and then started fermenting. Classic. So this week, 30-litre um, distillery and was fermenting sugarcane, basically. Yep. And few things put together was making terrible vodka and i i was giving it to all my mates and they're going oh it's great mate yeah, yeah it's yeah. real real good yeah <laughs> <laughs> but now they tell me it's terrible yeah exactly but uh Classic. some of that original stuff i came to realize that there's a professionalism level that you have to apply no matter what you do yeah so i was making it and feeding it to my friends and sat there and thought well I don't actually know how much ethanol or methanol is in this. Yeah, it's dangerous, though. It's incredibly dangerous. Yeah. So even though I did everything perfect by the book, yeah. it said um, on online there, oh, I put in a silver tray and yeah. lighted on fire. If you've got blue flames, it's pure ethanol. If you've got yellow tails, yeah. it's uh, got quite a high concentrate of methanol in it. Yeah. So I lit it on fire, and uh, here were these raging yellow flames. Oh. So I thought, far out, better stop drinking this stuff, otherwise I'll go blind. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that led me to just next development of life. Yeah. So you, so you obviously were learning, learning, learning. I got some more information. Yeah. Probably some better information. Definitely. And then, and then you thought, hey, I better actually, if this is going to become something, we better actually investigate. So, so what happened there? Like, actually, what, why did you want to make the vodka? Like, was it just? You were curious about it, or did you think this could be a business? What what actually led you to yeah. that point? It was more the fact that I like to keep my hands busy, and I like to not be a sheep. Yep. So I saw lots of people doing lots of different things out yep. of um, COVID, and a lot of it was actually online marketing yep. and also gin distilling. Yep. Well, I thought, well, there has to be a different avenue here, and I thought, what's the highest grossing spirit in the world? And it was vodka. Oh, wow. So I thought, well why not target something that's a massive industry yeah, yeah. and get it? It's interesting because you've seen like over the last probably, I don't know, five years, mm. you've seen the gin just take off, right? Oh, I know. Different botanics and different companies coming out of the mm. woodwork. Um, but you hadn't really seen that with vodka. No. But you did your own research and found Correct, what was yeah. going. Yeah, cool. And I just looked at it because, again, coming right back to the roots of the hunting industry and who I'm fortunate enough to meet is there's some amazing people that have taken risks. Yeah. And they, I, there's a good good friend of mine over in Michigan, and he started up with his father a P 
panel beating company basically, yep. middle fabrication, and they had three employees. Now he employs 600 people wow. and is metal stamping to some of the biggest car companies in the world. Wow. And that's so it's just growth period. He just saw something that no one else saw and where yep. he went, just put his head down and took a lot of risk. Yeah. Bought a lot of inventory. I think yep. he had $10 million worth of plant up wow. front. Wow. And uh, yeah, so that's where. And is that to. where you think you, when you see that you've got that sort of mindset? I'm going to take a risk here. You know, I've Hugely, got, I've yeah. got, got. There's an opportunity here, but hey, look, most people wouldn't know Correct, that yeah. vodka is the highest grossing. Mm. You know, like most people would think probably bourbon or whiskey or something like that. And, but. and the, it diversifies, but the fact that vodka is the staple pour for so many bars, yeah, no matter yeah, where true. you go in the world, and yeah. that is the main industry it moves in. Is, yep. is the on-premise here. Nice. Okay, so you've created your first lot of vodka. Yeah. Uh, you've nearly taken out your mates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop yourself from going blind. Yeah. Um, so what was the next thinking? If we look at, okay, we're, we're now into here's two vodka. Yes. Um, what was your thought process from there? Like, what did you did you think, right, go and read another book? Did you watch yeah. your YouTube stuff? What, what, so for me, it was, um, I was sitting there and it was actually winter time of... Last year, far out, that was yep. that's quick. That's turned yeah, yeah. quite fast. As it was winter time last year, and you can't ferment vodka in the well, you can ferment it in the winter time, but you need a good temperature, you need about yep. 30 degrees. And I was living in this cold little um, house down in Ashburton in there and had this uh, brick garage that I was making it out of. Yep. So I was trying to keep the thing warm all the time, trying to make good vodka. And yep. I thought, far out, this is just not feasible. And I was sitting there thinking, oh, I'll buy a few bottles. And I bought, I think it was 30 bottles yep. off a glass um, distributor in Auckland yep. at $8 a bottle. So horrendously expensive. Yeah, and yeah. I had this great vision that I was going to make this vodka and I was going to just chuck some random little sticker on it and I was going to sell it down the local <laughs> bars. And then it just got me thinking, I was like, cost, cost, cost. Like, what am I selling it for and what am I doing? Mm. And I just thought, it's just not viable. And it was actually the time that a good friend of mine recommended a couple of audio books. Yep. So I was sitting there stewing away and I got walking. I just loved to go for a walk at night. Yep. And was listening to a lot of audio books. And there was one that I touched on and it actually made a lot happen for me was yep. Grant Cardone, uh, Be Obsessed or Be Average. Nice. Great book. And in that book, it taught me a lot about... Don't worry about the naysayers, basically, as if you've got a vision, you've got enough passion. And that was a massive, massive word in there is passion. Mm. As if you comply enough of that, it'll take you anywhere. Yeah. So just, again, the research started and yeah, away we went. So that's cool. So Because I've listened to the audiobook as well. Yeah. It's a great book and, and definitely... Uh, becoming obsessed and becoming uh, you know focused and I think from what I've seen here with you and the way you're growing this you're definitely focused yes. um, but you're passion driven one around uh, people uh, and, and bringing the right people in um, and working with people that, that share that passion but also you know the, some of the charity stuff which we'll get to uh, that you're doing with this uh, with this project here as well is it, it ties in as well, right? Yeah. So, okay, so you're walking around. Um, Grant Cadone, Uncle G, is in your, is in your uh, in your head. And what's next? What's the next step? So, because so, it's one one thing to get that information. Yes, exactly. It's another thing to, to start implementing and applying. I think Correct. that's where a lot of people get stuck. So, I think this would be you know good to unpack. A massive thing I would touch on on this, and I would recommend to anyone in that growth period of their life where they're a wee, they're a wee bit lost, is um, they might have a great idea or they might have a bit of passion, but they just don't know how to apply it. There's one thing, again, he put in there in that book was have a diary. Yep. Have a diary beside your bed. So every night I write in this diary beside my bed of my goals. Yep. The goals that I set out right the way through from current and my first top three 
and then next 10 years are my next three, and then my last three are about, for me, it's about personality and mindset. Nice. So often I put in there, well, my first one every day is be obsessed. Be obsessed yep. with everything you do. Yep. And then I have a couple of implemental goals in there that I try and implement every day in the way of financial. Yep. And from that point, I have in there, right down to my morals, every day is, I have this one in there I put in every day, it's called Kill em With Kindness. Yeah, nice. So I go into every situation with people with being extremely kind. All these people, I guess, are reading books or they're listening to a lot of different things and they might get the avenue of, oh, I need to be this bulldog in the business industry. Yeah, yeah. It never works for you. No. Unless you come from a position of power yeah, from yeah. the start. Yeah. So then I say kill them with kindness and it gets you so, so far with those relationships yeah. you build. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you can't start a company without relationships. Yeah. And it's, it's about being very intentional, and that's something that I do Correct. every day is, is, is around what are my intentions. Exactly. So if my intention is to, to be obsessed every day, and, 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 and my, my intention is to kill people with kindness, um, then I'm very, very focused right on exactly. that. You know? So I look for opportunities to be um, happy and kill exactly. them with kindness. My, my great-grandmother always taught me, actually it was my great-great-grandmother, um, treat people how you'd want to be treated and I always remember it I always remember it and I was like you know like granny was always very nice to people and people were always very nice back to her you know she was always giving she was always giving stuff away but she's always getting a lot of stuff as well and 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 it's about being that intentional so you start your day off being very intentional that's a lot lot different than just going through your day wishy-washy no yeah um yeah so that's a great way to set set yourself up it helps you give structure too because all of a sudden it's who do I want to be nice to today? Mm. How can I be a positive influence on someone's yeah. life? Yeah. And I look at that and it doesn't matter the situation. If someone's having a bad day, yeah, sure, they might not want it turned around for them. But you can always just be a positive influence on them. Totally. I, I, I believe, you know, I do this, say this all the time, you're either part of the problem yep. or you're part of the solution. Correct. Yeah. And, it, and it depends a lot for a lot of people. They never actually think about mm. Well, the solution because they they're constantly thinking about the problem, right? Oh, so, exactly. So they become part of that problem. So, okay, cool. This is this is awesome. Very intentional about your day. So then, yep. what next? So, I guess the big massive movement for me in this vodka journey was when I was living in Ashburn and I was making this. I was listening to audiobooks and I was still working as an electrician day to day. Yep. And I was sitting there thinking, far out. I need to actually do something about yep. this. And I'm a massive social person, love people, love living with people and everything yep. like that. And I thought, <laughs> another way you're saying I've uh, cottoned on to and is a massive one is be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Nice. And I wrote that down for months in my diary until I was comfortable with being uncomfortable. Nice. And on that, I was looking on trade and thought, right, I'm going to go live in an apartment in Christchurch. Lock myself in a concrete box, basically, which I'm yeah. a country boy at heart, yeah. and uh, go make this happen for myself. So, got into this apartment in Christchurch and thought, right, I better do something about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I sat there until 11.30 each night for, oh, it would have been a month and a half straight of just work, work, work on my computer after my Sparky job. So, this is awesome. So, there's no real plan yet. It's no, just, no, no just, plan. Just being prepared to be uncomfortable. Yep. Uh, being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Cool. So move to Christchurch. Yep. Staying up late. You got the day job. Yep. Uh, and then you got the night job. Oh, exactly. And using that night job to again, it's emails and it might lead to a phone call during the day. But just yep. trying to connect the dots on what this industry is and how it yep. evolves. Cool. 
because I sat there and I thought, well, you know, there's so many people doing this, it can't be that hard. Yeah, yeah. So to just really break down the structure of how to get product into a bottle in the most efficient way possible. Mm. That's um, it's just a great process of, of yeah. thinking, right? Well, I, I look at it as like, I, I never have a business plan. And so so one, one thing I want to talk about there, yep. though. So you're asking yourself pretty decent questions, right? Yes. So And I think that's one of the keys, right? You're asking yourself good questions. Yes. And throughout the day, throughout your weeks, you're starting to unpack the answers Correct, and also yeah. starting to meet people, right? Yep. So you're starting to get, people are starting to appear yep. and help you. Yep. Was that happening? And, and that's it, it's, it's foot forward all the time, yeah. isn't it? It's, yeah. No matter what you do is keep putting that foot forward and reach out to people. If they don't reply to your email, go see them. Yeah. Nice. You know, and that was massive for me as a guy I work closely with in Auckland that does my distilling and he's, we contract him, he's great. Is he was quite, I guess, controversial over emails, but not very. It was more the fact that I got on a plane and went and saw him and yeah. shook his hand and got to understand what he's doing and he could really understand me and my dreams and yeah. my visions. Yeah. And that way we work great together. Because the thing is, a lot of people would just keep the email, oh, no reply, yeah. forget forget it, lose yeah. their dream. I always remember when I was a young fella um, working in the corporate space, me and my boss, he always taught me is get on site. Yes. Like, so if you want to go and see someone and just get on site, go talk to them and let them show you around their place because oh, they're exactly. so excited that someone's actually caring oh, enough to take definitely. an interest. Yep. You know, most people don't even care. Like they just, they just. It's been massive know. in the way of growth is applying yourself to people. And that's, it might not be understanding their family life and it might not be knowing their business in depth, but it's just giving them some time. Yeah. You yeah. know, go and see them, take them a coffee, shake their hand. Yeah. And again, smile, don't be sad. Yeah, straight away. Yeah. <laughs> you put yourself in, hey, yeah. we like this guy, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a whole killing with kindness. It's, yeah, and it's a mindset, though. Yeah. Like, so you're coming with a mindset, which is in a very abundant mindset. You know? yes. And I think that's, you know, for a young person these days, <laughs> a lot of them have abundant mindsets. Yes. Just because, not what I'm going to talk about here, is that they want all the abundant stuff, the fast cars, all yeah. this you know, the flash gear, the watches, all this sort of stuff. But a lot of it's just on tick, right? Oh, exactly. And, and where I think where I see that you're different is you know you're going to have that stuff, but mm. at the start you're going to build those relationships. You're going to build the foundation a lot stronger yes. by having an abundant mindset with, you know, with your kindness, with your with your happiness, with your actually giving uh, in advance, which I think is, is a great it's a great way to set yourself oh, up. Oh, there's a lot of people that I've seen in this industry that you'll go into a bar and they got all this vodka and they go, oh, just this company sent it to us for free. Yeah. And I go, have you met the people yet? No, 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 they just sent it. I said, oh, right, what are you going to do about it? Oh, we've got no choice but to use it, but yeah. then we'll use it and we'll never order it we'll again because we don't know order. them. Yeah. So yeah, they for, don't know them, right? Yeah, so for me, that's how you just build those personal relationships. Yeah. And I've seen you do that already uh, in a short space of time. Uh, just with some of the restaurants and bars that we deal with. Yes. And it works, right? Like yep. people are actually excited that you've come in and you're talking to them and you're the guy behind this, right? Yeah. It's, it's a saying, you know, I have a saying in business, small hinges swing big doors. Massive. And it's the small things you're doing that mm. make the biggest that make the biggest outcomes, right? It's Correct. never It's never, oh, seen as a case of vodka. That could be seen as quite a big thing. Yes. What if you sent me three bottles and I came with you and had a chat to you and found out what we, you know, what's going on in your bar and how I can help you and grow How we can business. benefit them. At yeah. the end of the day, as a business owner, you like dealing with people that can help increase your top line. Mm. How are we doing that to those bars? Yeah. Is, how I, is the question, again, I ask myself daily. Yeah. 
how are we trying to implement things, not just selling them vodka yeah. and not selling it to them for just cheap to increase their GP because yeah. that doesn't always work. People no. need to make money. Yeah. So we go, how can we sell it for the, our set price that we do, but actually give them cocktail cards or yeah. talk to them and how can we incentivize staff and how can we make them positive about the situation yeah. and your product as well? Yeah. And, and I think that goes a long way because mm. people, you know, business is lonely for a lot of people, right? Correct. They actually want someone uh, with some energy to actually help them, right? Oh, exactly. And then coming along and doing that, that really adds value. Okay, so so you still don't have liquor in a bottle yet, right? No, so, no. So, so oh, far where, out. Where, it was... does, where does it get to here? And and also really keen to, like, the, the, yep. you know, the here's too, and I know you had some other names. Definitely. I played around it. with a lot of different names, yeah. and I dealt with some guys over in Sumner, and they were great to deal with, and... They helped me basically break down who I was as a person yeah. and build a brand behind it. So yeah. they said, what's your purpose? And I said, oh, look, I just want to help so many damn people in this world. I was like, I want to be so wealthy that I could just help millions and millions of people each year. And they go, oh, so you sort of want to be saying cheers. And I was like, yeah, 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 but that's quite Kiwi. You know, we'll mm. do something a bit better. And they played around and they got here too. Yeah, and nice. we uh, put it down on paper and it just sort of stuck. And yeah, I yeah. said... Let's make it bright and vibrant and make people happy about it. So out came the yellow and yeah, yeah. <laughs> away we went. Yeah. And it's a great colour yeah. though, right? Like even to the point yeah. where you can call it the yellow vodka. Oh, exactly. And that's um, been huge. Yeah. But also the Here's 2 plays in so well. You know, we're oh, about to do a launch exactly, party yeah. uh, Thursday night and it's Here's to Summer. You oh, know? exactly. Here's to yeah. Cocktails. Here's to the Beach. Here's to... It's such you know, a roll-on. There, there's so yeah. many things that you can do with it. So... Yeah, those guys did a great job. They have, um, so putting that brand on a bottle was yeah. huge for me and because, um, you know, trying to look at everything and at the, at the start, you, you're doing everything yourself and trying to outsource something was massive for me because yeah. I didn't have to think about it. Yeah. Because I'm not a born marketer. Yeah, yeah. I've got no idea. I'm yeah. an electrician. <laughs> so so did you build did you build the brand in that first and then go and source the vodka or have you sourced uh, the vodka? So at this stage, I'd been having negotiations with my people in Auckland I deal yep. with. Uh, and I'd outsourced some bottles from a lady in Auckland yep. that, because I was trying to buy some from Italy. Yep. Well, they were trying to tell me it was four months. And I was like, no, no, this all needs to happen now. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm a very, you know, happen now sort of guy. Yeah, come on. Exactly. So I found these bottles that this lady was on selling that she had as excess stock because she was changing her bottle profile. And we sourced 2,000 bottles and I was like, right, that's perfect. That's enough for a start. We're not going to blow us out of water financially. It's just going to be great. So we did our first bottling run in Auckland um, April, May this year. Mm. And then sent them down on a truck to our warehouse in Christchurch. Well, firstly, we put all the they put all the stickers on them in uh, yep. Auckland there, and it was we found out that our labels we have, which are lovely to look at, their great aesthetic label, were terrible to apply. Oh, really? Because they're all hand applied on a curvature. Ah, uh, true. So trying to line that up was yeah, it was yeah. hard for the team up there. So we had a lot of bottles that I guess we look at and go, they're not perfect, yep. but still the vodka's great in the yeah. inside. <laughs> So we did trial a lot of different vodka and we also looked, broke it right down. I said, look, I want something palatable mm. and I want something that you can drink straight and is just phenomenal to mix as well. Yeah. So quite a broad spectrum because you'll have obviously a lot of sweet vodkas, you'll have yep. a lot of dry ones, but I wanted that perfect one. And mm. honest, there was not a lot to it. Yep. That, uh, yeah, Peter, my guy in Auckland, he was a bit of a master craft on this wow. and he just had this beautiful batch and he said, try this, Fraser, and i Tried it right then and there and thought, far out, that's pretty good. And yeah. I said, can I take away a bottle and just sit on it for a bit and sat on it for a week and thought, this is just perfect. So nice. just pushed the green button and he made it all up. And Brilliant. Yeah. 
And this, and that's become his too. That's that's his too's brand. That's that's our what I like to say is our trademark taste. And it's New Zealand's fastest growing. I'd easily, brand. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to say it is. <laughs> we're going to say it is. <laughs> well, we're pumping out a lot of volume at the moment. Exactly. And it's, there's a lot of positivity behind it. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. Look, I think it all it all uh, you know comes together quite nicely Definitely. too. New Zealand's fastest growing vodka uh, brand. It's it's a great tasting vodka, and, yes. and loads of people I've given it to said, "Hey, this is amazing." Well, have you had one that says it's not? No, no, no. either of you. And, and the thing is, with um, you know with vodka, yeah. it can be quite tasteless and stuff like this. But this is can be quite harsh. Yeah, harsh, and this isn't. It's very it's very palatable. Yeah. Um, and then obviously great with cocktails, which is which is fantastic. And, yeah. and you were going to see the growth in that. Because of of the ability to mix tr- um, now for me, it's trying to put trust behind people that yeah. don't know vodka, right? They might like gin and they might like all these other things, but their memory of vodka is when they've tried something yes. dirty cheap when they yep. were seventeen years old yep. and wound up in a gutter. Yeah, and that is their mentality behind it and their space they sit on. So I am trying to change that and evolve this brand so people trust it. Yeah, because again, trust equals purchases yeah totally so well first they've got to know you exactly they've got to know you then they've got to like you yeah you know and then they've got to trust you well one of the ways to get trust here is get people tasting it right oh exactly and i think that's you know the way we're looking at let's just flip into the marketing side of it Mm. the way we're looking at marketing this and 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 the target market for this yeah it suits, um, you know, that's that cocktail uh, lifestyle, the kind of the, the platter kind of lifestyle. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of people now that don't just want to drink um, and, and get actually hammered or anything. They no. actually want to have a nice experience. Enjoy. Yeah. And I think this is where uh, Here's too really plays into, into those types of people. And I, I look at it as the fact that even though we're not a gin, we're mm. still riding off the gin's back. Yeah. And the fact that it's a white spirit, it's based with ethanol, and we have an extremely palatable vodka that doesn't burn through your nose. It's silky smooth down through yeah. your throat and has those subtle sweet flavors. And it's like the only thing we don't have is juniper berries in yeah. it. So then we are a direct competition for that gin market where people might not want that extreme botanical on mm. just quite a basic drink. Yeah. And they might want to actually have their cranberry juice, but they think putting cranberry juice with gin might be quite offensive. Yeah. So that's where Here's to Vodka stands on its own two feet, and it's yeah. um, very competitive in that market. Yeah, mm. it's um it's an interesting one as far as um you know you go into the into the bottle bottle stores yep. and stuff like that and you do see gin everywhere yes, right yeah. um and I guess you know so so how how are we going to compete for that space like what's your it's hard that's why I've made it bright yellow because yeah. we look at the vodka shelf right and mm. it's a lot of greys a lot of blues you know the reds are on the bottom shelf and we look at that and go how can we stand out amongst the rest you know we don't have to have a beautifully designed bottle that might be like a lot of these other gin companies that have amazing bottles but bottles come with cost and then they're all coming from overseas and what happens if something changes and it's not right you know you don't want to settle on starting up a company on this random ass bottle yeah you don't know where it comes from so we looked at it and go how can we have a very subtle neat bottle that represents vodka very well. It's tall, mm. and we can put an outstanding label on it and jump out above the rest. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing; it does stand out, right? It does. I yeah. Even, you know, put the bottle in some of those bottle stores when we were going out there. Yeah. Uh, and it, you know, it does grab the eye because exactly. everything else is either clear or, as you say, the red. There's only little bits of red and stuff. Yeah, like that. exactly. So, lots yeah. of blue, lots of grey. So that yeah. brings up an interesting point, though. You say you're not a marketer, but you definitely know what you wanted. So yeah. you, kind of, you kind of are, right? <laughs> 
how, how, like, what do you know about marketing? What you, you know, mm. you're a young fella, but what do you know about marketing? And what are you learning about marketing? I'm learning a lot because I don't know a lot. Mm. Is probably the way to put it. I looked at it even far out. I was building this brand, and it was actually my accountant of all people saying, mm. "What are you going to do about marketing?" And I said, "I don't have no idea." So I got put in touch with the guys I dealt with that. Uh, design this brand and they've done an amazing job is mm. via a friend of it of theirs and mine that works at my accounting firm yeah so we got put onto them and we designed this up and it really opened my space and mindset to we need this yeah it's not a matter of if it's we do yeah and then developing on from that i got in touch with you guys and looking at what you apply to my business in the way of right the way through with not just socials but the Google SEOs yeah. and the content creation, et cetera, is having those right people that visualize yeah. is really, really important. And we've got people on both our teams that are extremely good at visualizing. Yeah. And that's probably one thing where I really lack. Yeah. And I know that it's extremely important to have those applications to a business, yeah. but I don't know how to apply them myself. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and we, and we definitely have talked about that, and, and what it, well, it's not even just like you know the visuals. What do we might want to make people feel? Right? Exactly, like, that's how do we, huge. How do yeah. we get across? You know the, that that know, like, and trust that people yeah. buy from us. Because right? we might have a good brand, right? We might have great people behind it that are out there selling mm. it, and we're passionate about it, and smiling mm. away, and meeting the right people. But then it's that end consumer. Yeah. How are we convincing that end consumer that yeah. this is something that they want to be positive about? Yeah. Yeah, and they want to keep consuming it. Exactly. Right? And they want, to have, they want to have some positive experiences so they can tell other people. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, have you tried his too? Have you tried the yellow vodka? Yeah. You know, like it's, it's, yeah, because one thing I found with marketing, if you don't like, and I've, you've probably heard me say this a hundred times now consistency message plus yes. frequency of reach to create relevancy. You have to have a consistent message. You have to, you actually have to tell people what is it that you want them to know about you. Yes. You know, and so you have to be really, really clear. Uh, and But you, then you have to be frequent with that, right? Exactly. Um, so, because if you don't, you, you don't become relevant. No. And if you don't become relevant, you don't get picked up off the shelf. You don't no. get ordered in the, in the restaurants uh, and in the bars. And, and, you know, I think that's where, uh, you know, a lot of businesses rest on their laurels when it comes to that, that kind of formula. Um, so, okay, so, so you've got people around you, surrounding you around uh, with marketing. Yes. Um, what, what are you learning from them? Like, what specifically have you, have you learned? Like, what's, is there anything that you've thought, hey, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that in my next business or I'm going to, that's a clever idea or is, is there anything that's, that's kind of made you, oh, I never thought of that. For me personally, and this, this is just from my aspect that I look at it as visualization and it comes down to that consistency and frequency. Yeah. Again, is having something that's represented constantly in people's eyes. Yeah. And it might be subtle, but that's why we're lucky with the yellow. Yes. Yeah. This yellow message is just everywhere and it's putting in, putting it in front of people's faces and, Yes, it might take a while to really gain that traction and really mm. build, 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 but it's just that consistency non-stop, and that's something I knew I couldn't apply. Yeah. So I looked at that and go, well, who's the best team for this? Yeah. Yeah. And you interviewed a few different people? You yeah, know? no, we, we definitely have. We, we've, we did look around at the start, and I personally was massive on the fact that I needed a team that I got on really, really well with and gelled well with and yeah. asked me enough questions about my business so that it actually got it out of me so that I knew they yeah. were understanding what the company cores were. Yeah. And the core values is, again, it's just message across the board to the bars, the bottle stores, 
positivity nonstop and yeah. then killing with kindness is massive. Yeah, yeah. It's just our biggest moral is to really grow this as we need to be people go far out. Have you met that team? They're great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're passionate about it. They're not just selling. You know, exactly. You know, they're actually selling, you know, an opportunity here as far as, you know, it's fun when people are drinking it. They're going to come and request it because... But you're selling yourself too. Yeah. yeah. I say that's huge on people is we've um, just employed a couple of people and I say to them, go in. I'm not going to tell you how to do your job, but just make sure you sell yourself. Yeah. And get people to really enjoy you. So when you walk past them on the street, you can stop and smile and have a good chat yeah. to them and just even ask them how their day is. And yeah. that is hugely important. I've definitely seen that from you, mm. even just going out to, to some of the stores that we went out to. You know, yeah. like you don't know these people, but you're going in and, and people, you break down barriers very quickly because mm. of your smile and the way you're, you're mm. you, but that comes from a mindset, right? Correct, yeah. Uh, which is awesome. Hey, let's talk about though, let's talk, because I think you've done something very, very unique with, with what you're doing, the charity aspect yeah. and, and, and scanning of the QR code on cool. the bottle. What, why did you do that? And, and why do you think that's important for the future growth? So I, I guess there was, again, back to the question days is ask myself, what do I want out of this? And I touched on before is want to be successful enough to help enough people. Mm. And I looked at that and thought, well, far out. There's, there's a better way to look at it with New Zealand. And we're such a small country where mm. we can implement things like this. So I broke it down and thought, all right, how are we going to donate passively in the way of funding to charitable organisations? Off a consumable product. Yeah. It was a big thing. And I, I went to the, the marketing guys that helped develop all of this and said, you know, this is what I've got. And they're like, far out. Or, or hey, how are we going to make this work? I was like, oh, I don't really know. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but I think we can because technology is so advanced these days. Yeah. Said, it must be easy. Yeah, yeah. So we played around with a lot of like in-depthness, you know, like looking at um, IPs and all of this with different phones and how we're going to apply it. And I thought, no, there's just no way it needs to be complicated. Mm. So I basically said to them, you know, we had this um, submit form down the bottom of our website, you know, where you can put your email address in, address in and submit it for, you know, news feeds and yep. et cetera. And I said, why can't we use that same Excel spreadsheet form, basically, but have vote buttons on it? And it yeah, says yeah. vote, and all people have to do is look at a charity of their choice that we are partnered with. So we're partnered with Women's Refuge, New Zealand Flying Doctors, and I Am Hope Foundation. Nice. I looked at it and go, well, we can scan a QR code on the back of the bottle. It takes them to this landing page and we can just vote for a charity of our choice. From there, we get all of the information and no personal information. There's no email addresses, phone numbers, nothing. Yeah. No one has to put their credit card details in. It's all off the purchase of the bottle. So then that way they vote and it helps randomize our donation pool to those charities. So off That's a consumable awesome. product, we're allowed to we're able to donate two dollars per bottle sold to these charities, but just using um, the general public to randomise these votes. That's awesome. Mm. And where did you get that idea from? Like that's just one thing. probably eleven thirty at night yeah. <laughs> on a Wednesday drinking a whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> the coolest thing, yeah, that's probably where that, that idea did come from. Probably uh, the cool thing about it is I see when we talk to people about it. It's a big thing. People grab the bottle, they yep. you can see them. Uh, done this with a few clients I've given they like start and they flip it over and yep. then what's this? They've got their phone out scanning. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. 
you know and i think and it can be applied with so many things yeah. and what we're, we're trying to break ground really is we looked at us ourselves and go again we're not sheep we're not going to just blend in mm. how can we break ground and for me it was stand out above the rest and the fact that new zealand needs to be doing this across the board mm. yes sure every company may not have the margins to be able to do it there might be people that are making 10 cents off a product and but they're doing so many volumes yeah. but i look at it and go there's just small consumables that people can implement this into their day-to-day selling that can actually really help New Zealand and the charities because a massive thing for me it was actually what sparked a lot of this thought process behind it was back when I was uh, being a hunting guide we were, you know, we were harvesting a lot of animals each yep. year but a lot of them were going to waste and you can give them away to friends and family but you can't give them away to the general public and people you do not know. Yep. So I started looking at, I contact MPI and I contacted basically the government and yep. said, this is our problem, how can we fix it? And they said, look, you need to do a post-mortem on the animal on the hill and um, that's why it can be all certified. And yeah, I yeah. said, look, we just can't physically do that just yeah, with yeah. our situation. So that put the, the foot in the door with uh, in the way of understanding that we need to be giving back, but it's not hard. Yeah. But I just got red flags and red flags with that. So it sort of just yeah. got pushed to the side and... Vodka was born. It's okay to say you're trying to do something like oh, to you help get shut people, down. but you get shut yeah, down, right? Of course. And, and you know, nothing against the charities that we have had a lot of conversations with about them partnering with us. Mm. But as a lot of the governing boards, they go, oh, we don't want to be in association with alcohol or tobacco. Yeah. And I, I understand that. I do. Mm. I really do. But it's more the fact that there are people out there that are trying to help. Yeah. And what are you doing if you're not even accepting help? Yeah putting your hand out all the time and starting up a new organisation because that is what New Zealand's terrible at is. Yeah. There's an issue that's not getting fixed properly because it's some charity that possibly could be looking after that yeah. issue, doesn't have enough funding, so they can't apply it. So another one gets started up. Yeah. And all these ones are started up, there's thousands of the buggers. And all the thing is, is they all got their hand out and it's like, why is no one helping passively via just even buying an everyday you know, yeah. item in the supermarket? Yeah, it could yeah. be so as simple as. Yeah. It's mm. not hard. It's a great idea too. Yeah, oh, that's one I've been stewing on a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. look, I, you know, the, from my uh, take on the whole charity aspect, um, look, it, it, people when people see it, they go, "Oh, that's cool." Yes. Uh, and and it, once again, it makes them feel good. Yes. That, that they're actually they're doing something, and they have a choice. And it's um, transparent with the with the money too. I yeah. say, you know, it's easy for a company to put ten percent profit on a bottle it really is and we all know if you own a business you don't actually have to be making any profit no yeah exactly all of a sudden you've had a really nice payday that year yeah yeah Yeah. you know your business doesn't need to be profitable and so I look at that and go well there's no transparency they're just playing on people's heartstrings Mm. why is someone actually just not really being core focused on doing something about it yeah 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 Cool. Once again, like it's a it's a great mindset to have, which is probably that's that's a great topic to you know that's what we love talking about on this podcast. Oh, exactly. Business success, marketing, and mindset. So I really want to get a wee bit more into this mindset. One, one yes. thing I really want to um, talk about just before that though is sales. Yes. You know what have you learned about sales? Like you've oh, been, it's been like, a you're probably, interesting one. Yeah. yeah. So I went from selling red stags in bull tar on the tops of New Zealand mountain tops yeah. to an overseas hunter. To now selling clear liquid in a bottle and yeah, telling like the, them. The 24, uh, <laughs> 24 year vodka game. Yeah, honestly, it's uh, it's been an interesting learning curve. And I remember my first sales day, I was so nervous. I uh, went down to Ashburton because it was my hometown. I thought, right, I know these people, you know. I know Ashburton's a small place. 
I know these people personally, I'm gonna convince them to buy bottles and if I can convince them to buy bottles, I can convince anyone. So I went down there and went into all of the bars and bottle stores in a day. It was just a huge day, I was exhausted. But we sold a lot of, I sold a lot of vodka. Nice. I think I did 48 bottles in that day and that's just Brilliant. in Ashburton. So I looked at that and thought, right, there's a point here for us to, um, to grow because people like this and they support yeah. it. And it's, yes, some of them know me, but some of them didn't. Yeah. But it was that Kiwi story, the fact that it was brewed out of a garage in Ashburton yeah. originally, and now we're going larger scale, and we're buying yeah. bottles, and we're doing this and doing that, and they loved it. Yeah, nice. And with that whole wholesome side of it, with the Kiwi story, right the way through to the, uh, the charitable aspect, there's two points of sale. Mm. And I grew to learn that quite quickly with people, is you might get someone that's very, you know, having a bad day. They could not care less that you're in their face trying yeah, to sell yeah. vodka. Yeah. But then if you can pull on their heartstrings a wee bit and go, hang on, we're actually doing something different here. Mm. We're trying to support. Why are you supporting, a, you know, vodka out of Europe, yeah. say, or out of Russia? Why yeah. are you supporting them but you're not supporting us? We're, we're born here. You yeah, know, yeah. We're bred here. I know you make enough money. I can help you increase your GPs, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And we can do this with cocktails. All of a sudden, there's that trust factor. Yeah. And people started buying it on the fact that they know me, they know the story, and they know that it's local born bread. Yeah. And that was huge, and it grew a lot of confidence in me, I would yeah, say. Because, as I said, that those first day, and it was even the first week, I was so nervous. But you, again, you put yourself in these, this mindset that if I don't do it, who's going to do it for me? Yeah. So you go out there and just be an absolute demon on the way of sales, and... If whether it's, you know, sometimes you might have to buy lunch at a um, restaurant for them to actually buy a bottle, you know, for them to be convinced on a sale or even a takeaway coffee or something like that. And it's a small wee implements. Yeah. It's to try and build that relationship base with them. And I've yeah. loved that because, again, I'm a people person. Just yeah. love meeting people and yeah, finding yeah. out about them. And sales has been so great for that. I've been all around the South Island from Nelson all the way down to the back blocks of uh, Otago there yeah. selling in the rail trail pubs and uh, the people you meet are amazing yeah. and they've all got a story they've yeah. all they all want help yeah they want help from a liquor company because they deal with a lot of big big companies but these companies yeah they offer cash rebates mm. but there's no personality yeah so they love the fact that you can try and lift them up and yeah. you know help design cocktail lists and yeah. right the way through to even just sitting down having a drink with one of their locals mm. And they love that. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome, right? And once again, it's a different mindset. I guess it's a mindset, you know, like you can you can actually give better service. Of course you can. When, when, yep. you're, when you're you know, starting out to some degree. Um, what I love about what you've done is now you're employing a couple of people. You can actually, you know, you've done what you've wanting them to now do, right? Yes, so you actually yes. know what it takes to get out there. And, and that's and, been massive is you can't employ on the fact of the fact that you don't know yourself. Mm. And I, you, you always need to be the master of what you're doing. It might not be, you might not master it. Yeah. But you have to have enough, enough of an in-depth understanding for expectation. Yeah. So I look at it and go, right, what did I sell? What's my expectations of them? Yeah. It might be 75% yeah. of what I do. Yeah. Because they don't own the company and they can't put that raw passion behind it. Yeah. But they can smile and they yeah. can ask them how their day is. And that's, so how, and that's how I look at it is that I go, right, 75%, that's what I expect. And you can yeah. also have empathy, right? Like oh, you can, hugely. You, you can know, okay, we, we, we know you know some of these areas might be a little bit tougher than others. And yeah. here's some of the pitfalls you might come up against. You can preempt them. Oh, exactly. Um, and here's what's worked for me, you know, when, when you're in those sort of situations. Oh, exactly. And it's 
just about growing an honest brand, I guess. Like we could employ some savvy sales rep that might have all the knowledge in the world, but for us, it's actually just having a good core company and a good culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and people like people feel it, right? Like that's oh, of course they do. I think that's the most one of the most important parts too, right? People actually feel if you're genuine. They, 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 yes. they you know, they know if you're trying to take them on and and, and hoodwink people. People are smart these days, right? Oh, so of course they are. Um, okay, this is this is awesome. Let's talk about mindset because I think you've got a yep. bit to share here with with people. Um, you know, growing up, um, you know, were you always interested in, in mindset and, and, and no. focus? It was, no. where, where did you, where did it start to click for you? Uh, probably switch, you know, the old switch flicked a few times, meeting quite a lot of these people from overseas yep. and, um, you don't even act on it, you know, you just, they're just little subtle things in the background, but it's, I've always been a leader, I guess yep. would be the way to put it as whether it's a rugby team or it's you know, out doing a job or whatever. I've always liked to, to lead the way. And, yep. and it's not on the pure, it's my, my way's the highway because it's yep. really not. I love to listen to other people's views. But it's more the fact that I feel like I'm a good, positive person to bring people along with me. Yeah. So a lot of that started playing around in, in your head and you're like, how can I, how can I do something to really, really benefit myself but benefit other people? Yep. And... Again, it was the audiobook, so COVID was massive. And it's this, you know, I wouldn't like to say this is just a COVID project because I feel like there was a wee bit in me that wanted to do all of this beforehand. Yeah. But I just don't, there was nothing to spark it. Yeah. So then audiobooks, right the way through to podcasts, the right music, and self isolation. You know, I, I like to, again, be comfortable with being uncomfortable, is I found that massive for personal growth. Yeah. Is there's a lot of these people that might be subject to, you know, whether it's it's vaping and it's smoking or it's alcohol or it's, you know, procrastination because yeah. they want to hang out with their friends or they want to do something else rather than focus on their goals and focus on themselves. And I feel that it's very important for people to really break down their roots and go, right, what do I really want out of mm. this? What do I want out of life? And what do I want out of what I'm trying to achieve? Yeah. You know, and it's, my gosh, we all know it's not easy. Yeah. You've got to have a lot of passion to actually want to do it. Yeah. And if you don't have that passion, you must not even start. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise you're not going to open your laptop. You're not going to even sit there and read a book about well, advancing your life. As soon as you get one obje- rejection, you're going to run back into the exactly. cave, right? So yeah. And passion drives straight through all of that. It'll, yeah. It'll blow down brick walls. And with the whole mindset factor, it was, um, for me, I guess personally, was... Oh gosh, it's it's hard to actually put a, th- a thumbnail on it. It's it's been quite a changing mindset throughout the ways. Yeah. It's been very focused, and then you'd have a bit of a dip because you've had a success. You know? Yeah, and you're like, right, this is easy. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're like, far out. I've actually yeah. could do something about this. Yeah, so yeah. then you go back up, and you you might start getting. I got into running last summer, and that yeah. was, that helped me get out of bed. Yeah. And really drive forward. And then, you know, you have other times you think, oh, this is all just too hard. Yeah. So you, you stoop back down a bit for a couple of days and go, <laughs> yeah. oh, far out. What am I doing? You know, yeah. we're spending all this money on bottles and et cetera, and it's just not worth it. Yeah. And then you have a wee win and you yeah. go back up again. Yeah. And for me, it's just keep pushing. Yeah. And grind through all of that stuff and keep reminding yourself of your morals, you know, is, is there's a reason you get out of bed. And there's a reason you go to sleep with a smile on your face most days is because you're working towards something that's greater than what you've grown up knowing. Yeah. 
And I think there's a certain amount of hunger that comes into people that haven't just been given everything their whole yeah, life yeah. and might have had to work hard for it and ensure everyone's got their family values. And I'm so thankful for mine. Yeah. They're a great family and I've grown up very fortunate compared to a lot of people in this yeah. world. But one thing was always um, tried and true is my grandfather grew up in the Depression and you understood that life isn't easy and people had to work for it. He had to work for it. Yeah. And we realised when the poor bugger passed away, just even cleaning out all his stuff, the amount of possessions he with you know he held. Yeah. And that was all just a safe for a rainy day, but it's always you never know what's around the corner. Yeah, yeah. And COVID showed a lot of people that I think. Totally. And really working on that COVID factor is is what's what's a better time than right now. Yeah. And that's what I ask myself as yeah. everyone goes, "Oh, you're so young." Yes, I am very young, and I sometimes forget that. Yeah. But it's more the fact that why not start? Why yeah. not start now? If, if people listening to this have a vision and have a bit of hopes or dreams, again, you'd be the same. If yeah. someone reached out to you and just wanted to sit down and have a coffee with someone for 20 minutes yeah. and just help them spark something, yeah. even give them a five-step list of actions. Yeah. If you take five actions a day, yeah. you're going to succeed yeah. well beyond your years. Yeah. And if someone just had that inspiration to go, right, I need to take five steps each day just to implement change, and it's not... Oh, I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to go to the gym and do legs today and not work on my arms because I want my legs to be bigger. It's like, don't come and have a conversation with me. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like, right, I have this I have this vision, I have this dream. I'm never going to steal it off you because I'm yeah. a good person yeah, and I yeah. believe in that stuff. Yeah. Is the fact that how can I help implement you forward? Yeah. And I really find that really special, I guess, is mentoring a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I get the, the same. We, a lot of people mm. come and ask, have a chat, and I've had... Uh, two today like oh, really got yeah. people that are wanting to have, have, just around business and how to move it forward sure um one of the things i always remember i had a, had a lady come to me and she she'd spent about i think about 40 grand on, mm. on the business brand right and uh the car was uh sign written great business cards she had a great um, brochure brand new website mm. and i said to her how many sales have you made she went none Mm. I said, so you've got all this other stuff, but you actually haven't gone and talked to anyone. I said, so here's what I need you to do. Because she was in tears, basically, because her husband had told her she, they were turning the tap off. Wow. Uh, no more money, because he mm. was obviously funding. And I said, look, just go and talk to 10 people that can and could or want to buy your product. Mm. The crazy part in two weeks, she made 14 sales. You know, and it's because she went out and talked to talk, started talking to people. I sure, think you don't need all the other stuff. You know, like you just need to go out there and put yourself out there. A lot there. of people don't have the confidence to, though. And do that they? was the confidence. Mm. No one, she, so she hid behind all this other stuff, thinking that was going to get her the business, right? But mm. it, I said, look, you need to change that mindset. You need to change and just go and talk to people. Oh, I don't really like selling. I said, well, you don't have to sell. Just mm. go and talk to people and listen to them hear the problems that they're having and then talk later about what you're doing and how oh, you exactly. can help them. Yep. Um, and, and now that lady's had three different businesses, she's wow. built them up and sold them. Good on you. Um, and I think, you know, that, that it does come to a point where around mindset and I've got a hashtag that I use all the time, mindset matters. Mm-hmm. You know, I think people, um, they just don't understand the power they actually have inside the brain, right? Inside, yep. the, inside the head. And I think, you know, you've got to be putting good stuff in. And like you referenced audiobooks a number of times here. And I definitely, like, I'm a big, big listener of audiobooks. Mm. Uh, one of my favorite things to do is listen to an audiobook and read. If I really want to mm. get something from a comprehension point of view, sure. I'll listen to the audiobook and then I'll listen to the audiobook and, and read. What, what would you say, you've mentioned Grant Cardone, what would say, what would some of your top 
maybe top three, top five audiobooks you've listened to so far? Uh, Phil, Phil Knight Shoe Dog's been amazing. How good. Yeah, How good. so just quietly, I might have structured my whole business off that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for everyone who's listening, Phil yeah. Knight was the, the yeah. starter of Nike. Yeah. Uh, and fascinating book. I actually read mm. it a couple of years ago at, at Christmas. Yeah. Um, yeah, awesome book. And cool. I think a great one for anyone, no matter their level of business skill or not, is if whether or not they have read it, is even read it again, is Rich Dad Poor Dad. Nice. Yeah, it's great for people to really understand modern day, I guess I'll use the term, and I don't like using this because it's very derogative in certain people's lives, is um, the middle class mindset. Yep versus growth mindset yep and so this middle class mindset will really hold people down and it'll it'll restrain them because they feel like they can't do better yeah and that's an amazing one for people to really snap out of that yeah robert kiyosaki probably you know for a lot of people was the napoleon hill of our time right? sure. as far as and i think you know some of the books that mm. grant cardone's now written um would probably surpass that but yeah, yeah. great great book once again um you got any more yeah there's two actually um so Grant Cardone, be obsessed to be average, that's yep. phenomenal. I think that even just his voice gets in a lot of people's heads and he's he's really good at what he yep. does. He's a phenomenal uh, narrator and even writer. Dude was like seriously coming out of 2008, had a million dollars, had a $14 million property, but it wasn't going anywhere. Exactly. Uh, and then bounced into, well, the rest is history, 2022 has a property portfolio of X billion. Yeah, I know. He's, yeah, I think he has ticked over the billion mark. So yeah, that's pretty cool. So, so you know that that as they say, success leads mm. clues. So that's another really and good then one. A, to- another phenomenal one, and this is not business related. It's more mental toughness, I'd say, and it's probably my top one for mental toughness, and really taught me a lot about myself. Because again, you live by yourself, right? Some people are used to it. Some people aren't. Mm. I was never used to it. So you learn a lot about yourself. You might have, you, you might have. I wouldn't say your dark days, but you might have days that you just, you know, taking a few more deep breaths than what you usually would. Yeah, yeah. And there's this one called David Goggins' uh, oh, "You yeah. Can't Hurt Me." Yeah. Far out. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, that, yeah. that really hit something for me. Yeah. Uh, it was coming into the end of summer this year. Yeah, dropping into the autumn, and uh, I started listening to that, and I listened to it three times in a row. Yeah. Is that what made you want to start running? No, I was no. running before that. Yeah. Uh, for me, what he taught me was, you know, because everyone, I, I was a king of procrastination when I was younger. Yeah. I was shocked. We probably all are. I was so lazy. Yeah, yeah. I was the most lazy bugger in the world. <laughs> I was like fatter than my brothers. I was just eating all the time. I just would, you know, put off doing something because it was just, yeah. it was too hard. Yeah. So getting out of bed and then staying up later not on my phone scrolling through Instagram reels and I don't have TikTok and I never will but as a lot of these things a lot of people are great at procrastination yeah that taught me a lot and it didn't it might have even might not have even been the narration of it it was more just the mindset values of he broke the world record of uh, doing pull-ups yeah and he did that on mindset yeah is your mind is so so strong and we're all born well some not you know of course there are some people that are less fortunate Mm. but most people are born with the same amount of brain capacity yeah it's all about what you learn yeah so for me that was mental toughness i learned from that it was amazing and it's a lot i just brush everything off now nothing nothing can get under my skin it's just well yeah whatever you know i wake up tomorrow and i'll be still that's another thing i say a lot 
yeah, we still breathe them. Yeah. You know, if something's really getting you down, oh, you're still breathing. Yeah, yeah. You're fine. Yeah, well, it's a yeah. big part of it, right? Like yeah. it's, because some people aren't, right? Oh, exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, man, there's that's, that's some good books you're, you're, you're learning from there. Yeah. Um, and do, you, do you see, you know, what you're learning uh, and listening helping you on a day-to-day with, with that Definitely. kind of stuff? Yep. Yeah. Just how you deal with people, how you deal with a situation, whether it's stressful. So yeah. let stress, don't, you know, people try and fight stress back all the time. They'll try and push back on it and go, yeah. oh, you know, I'm, I'm so sad, I'm so down, and they'll, they'll, they'll recede. Is, yeah. um, let stress become your friend. Mm. You know, learn how to deal with stress. And yes, sure, people deal with it differently and it yeah. might build to anxiety, etc. Yeah. But one thing I tried to really teach myself out of that book is how to deal with stress, whether it's physical, mental, yep. or anything. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that I used in that book that just built that mental toughness. Yeah. And yeah, sure, I don't like cold water and I still don't get at the plunge pool at the gym because I just refuse yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's, there's a certain level of mental, uh-huh. mental toughness, yeah. I believe, that still, well, stops, it up, right? still stops people. Mm. Yeah, exactly. But it's probably more for me personality and don't let, you know, your dark days get over top of you. Yeah. It's, um, you know, push past and tomorrow you'll be smiling. Tomorrow yeah. you'll be roll out of bed, you'll be happy. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I, you know, one of the things you said early on around writing yes. and diary, that really does help, you know. Well, I know it helps you reflect. I know personally myself, um, you know, I've got a stack of books this high, mm. now being replaced by this this tablet yeah. that I write on and I write in every day, right? And, sure. it, and it allows me to, you know... Uh, one of the one of the things I go through is running your intentions, but also what you're grateful for, right? Yes. And I think that's something that's really helped me um, to the point where you know I start seeing things and go, man, I'm so grateful for that. Mm. You know, that's amazing. I, sometimes you you miss all that, right? When you're just in the weeds of stuff, right? And you and you can get you know have as you say have your dark days and stuff. But if you start to open up and go, man, I'm really grateful for for you know, really grateful for seeing uh, I've driven. Uh, the way to work past Hagley Park, probably about, I don't know, a thousand and something times. Yeah. Well, um, last week or the week Seen before. The yeah, I saw everything, yeah. right? And I was like, man, this is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Like, this is, you know, why didn't I notice that before? Well, I just wasn't in that grateful state. It's, right? it's that, that unloading, I think, is probably a good point to mm. put on that, is allow yourself to unload. And, and what that does is give you room to grow. Mm. Is I am a, I'm a fanatic for walking. And mm. I stopped running. I had a bit of a back injury at the start of the year, so I just walk, walk, walk. And whether it's an hour a day or it's two hours a day, it's um, you know put on the put on the music or put on the audio book and yeah. just go for a walk. And sometimes you know there's a famous saying: it's as old as the hills. Just stop and smell the roses. It's, yeah, it really does mean something. Yeah. And I was thinking about that the other day. When I was going for a walk. I was walking past all the daffodils, and I'm a pretty well, you know, I'm a country boy. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but I stopped and I was looking at these daffodils. I thought, far out, they're pretty, aren't they? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, that's, but yeah. that's a cool thing to notice, yeah. right? Like, and it's, that's, you know, it's not all, um, the world we live in now is very fast, you know. Oh, of course and, and it is. Just to take a, take a minute and take a look around, it's a good thing to do because, you know, those things get missed, right? Mm. Uh, and that's what leads to stress. Oh, of course. You know? And eating well, too. Yeah. Like, you know, mm. I, I'm massive on that as... Eat healthy, you know, go for a walk. Yeah, you might not sleep great, but everything else you've done will help you get through that bad sleep. Yeah. Because yeah. if you're constantly just wearing yourself down, it'll yeah. just be toxic for you. Yeah, totally. Mm. Hey, so this has been a fantastic chat. Um, I guess, you know, for, from my perspective, some of the things I've learned here today is, is, is you know, around that your 
your take on 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 mm. business and and the and your willingness to see the goodness in people, but also bring the goodness. Yeah, and I think that's been very very cool. And I think uh, it it shows for me why you're being successful mm. um and you know congratulations on what Cheers. you've got to so far uh, i'm really looking forward to the journey with with his too um i think there's there's a huge story to tell I think, um, yeah, with what with what you're doing here yeah uh and i think um you know it's it's, it's good to be i guess seeing it from the inside but also seeing from you know the external mm. of what's what's happening what's if, to finish though, what's one thing you would say to someone who's like sitting there, got an idea, maybe they've had an idea for a couple of years. Mm. Um, what's one thing you what one thing you would say to them to to maybe give them some advice? Two things: talk to someone. Yep. Someone you trust. Yep. Ask them what they think of the idea, and it's someone that's going to tell you the honest truth. Yeah, you need the honest truth. Correct. And then the other thing is take action, do something about it. Yep. You know, there's no point in having a thought. You know, I I will even go out to say is the fact that people go oh I don't have the money to do it well have you thought about how to make that money yeah have you thought about how to raise funds for it have you thought yeah. about how you could actually be savvy about it yeah. no there's a lot of people that don't because they just go oh it's too hard being resourceful is the key right correct so I say to everyone you know again it comes back to talking to someone if someone's got an idea talk to someone that they might look at it and go oh far out they've had a wee bit of success in their way yeah. how have they done it can I just ask their their, their you know yeah. take on it and I did that definitely a lot when I was starting out. I have a good network of people that I talk to weekly, yeah. if not monthly. And they're all great people that have had their wee successes in life yeah. or large, large successes. And these people will offer little things and they're all different because everyone's take is different yeah. on it. There's never the right way or the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. So really, I guess, yeah, open up. Yeah. But don't, yeah, don't sell your ideas out. That's a good point though. Be open. Yeah. You know, and like if, so if you ask someone some advice... Listen, correct. You know, yeah. like that's the key as well. It's like massive. actually just listen. You know, because these people actually have that experience. Um, and, and then, then write take, it, write it down. Yeah. That's another another yeah. massive one. Is you know, there's it's easier, and I know this. You'll know this. Yeah, it's easier to have a thought, but it's sometimes not easy to write it down. And yeah. some, and you'll forget about it in a couple of weeks because you yeah. have so much going on. Yeah, is write down, write down your idea, write down your action plan, or. Yeah. So take your notepad to go to have a chat with someone. Yeah. And again, everyone's always everyone that's in business is open to conversation. I yeah. don't know one businessman that's like, no one talk to me. Yeah. I don't want to don't want anyone to know my secrets, nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not one person. No. So it's really just take your notepad, listen, reflect, take action. Yeah. Yeah. And see what happens from there because if you start taking action, you start moving in that direction. Yeah, good five, thing, five steps a day. Yeah. Good yeah. things happen. <laughs> oh man, it's been a great chat. Hey, appreciate your time. Um, how do we, if people want to get a hold of you, where do they go? Oh gosh, I don't know. Have I got any of my details online? I'm pretty get, sure here's two is online. So yeah, get me on Instagram, get me on yeah. Facebook. I'm yeah. always open to have yeah. chats with people. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Awesome. Hey, thanks for your time. No worries. Thanks, mate. It's a pleasure. Hi, Scobelson here again. Hey, thanks for listening to the Marketing for Business podcast. Hey, we're on a mission to share uh, these episodes with more business people. So please feel free to share the podcast. Uh, head over to our website, uh, www.getdigitalinfluence.com for more episodes. And we really appreciate you listening. Thanks for your time and have a great day.